the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. All right. The word of the Lord from uh, Revelation chapter 22, beginning at verse 7, reads like this. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. And he said to me, do not seal the words of this prophecy of the book of this book. For the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those uh, who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves to practice or and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root of David. On the root of the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star and uh, the spirit and the bride say come and let him who hears say come and let him who thirsts come and whoever desires let him take the water of the of life freely. Verse 20. He who testifies of these things says surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Pray with me, please. Father, we need you on this morning to declare a word that is clear, a word that is penetrating of our current circumstances and situations, a word that would cause someone who is lost to give their heart and their life to Jesus, a word, Heavenly Father, that would encourage the body of Christ, a word that would... uh, just motivate the saints of God to do what you've ordained for us to do. Father, I'm praying that you would lift the heavy spirit, that you would guide us in wisdom and direction, that all that is done and all that is said 
would bring glory to your holy name. Lord, as I yield myself as a vessel in your hand, accomplish through me, God, what you desire. Have your way, God, and we'll give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. Catherine, a few weeks ago, we began studying through this book of Revelation, uh, which reveals Jesus Christ. In fact, part of our lesson and part of our first, uh, how do I say, uh, teaching point was that the book itself tells you what the book is about. And it says at the very beginning of the book, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what you're looking for. We also pointed out that there is no S on revelations. There's only one revelation. And it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he declares that he will not only reveal who he is, but also he will reveal the things that are yet to come. For all those spooky people who are scared to read the book of Revelation. The first few verses of the book say, blessed is the man or woman who reads, hears, and does the words of this prophecy. And so for those who have blocked you by fear from reading the book of Revelation, they are blocking you from being blessed from reading and hearing and doing this word. I really needed to put that in there because I just know so many folk are so scared of this book. But just in case you're wanting to understand it better, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, 7.05, we are having Bible studies to teach you all the way through this book. Y'all still here with me? I was wondering, as I studied through this particular book, I was wondering if anyone knew where this particular text that I'm about to read to you comes from. Listen to this. And the Lord said, I will speak loudly and they shall know that I am God. So he called fire from heaven and it struck the earth and millions of acres were consumed in the west and many lives were lost. And as the fires were burning in the west, he called the winds from the south and storm after storm arose and brought winds and floods and destruction throughout the land and many lives were lost. And while the floods and the storms raged through the south, God called for the holding back of the rain in the north and droughts such as never had been seen before consumed the water of the land and the land was dry and parched and many died. And while the droughts raged in the north, God sent a confusing spirit and a disagreeable spirit to influence the east. And because they could not agree on anything, many more died. And while they were arguing and disagreeing, God sent the plague to spread over the earth. And their prophets said to them, peace, when there was no peace. And they, they said, all is well. Do not worry. Eat, drink, and be merry while 4.5 million people died and hundreds of millions of others suffered. The plagues took even the lives of mothers and innocent children. The cost of their goods rose. The propped up economies were failing. 
Sadness covered the people. Families fought each other. Violence exploded in the land and many took their own lives thinking that there was no hope. Did anybody know where that text comes from? Some of you may have figured it out. That isn't a biblical text. That's the text of what's happening in our world today. I took every situation right out of the pages of today's history. This is what's happening in our land in front of us. And God is speaking, but he's speaking at a biblical proportion. And the question is, can we hear him speaking? Or are we getting lost in the parade of other foolishness that the world is trying to blind us and block us so that we can't hear that God is speaking? If these very words had been written in scripture, you would not have paused not one moment to think that doesn't belong there because it sounds just like biblical error, mass movements of God when he takes and destroys and moves across lands and shakes the lives of peoples and nations so that they can hear that I am God. That's what God's doing in our midst. And I just wonder, are we listening? Can we hear him? What message do we hear God saying? I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, behold, I am coming quickly. In light of the reality that the Lord says such, what do we do? When we realize, when we wake up, when we hear, when we finally hear him say, I'm trying to tell you I'm coming quickly. What do we do? Well, this text, as it culminates the revelation of Jesus Christ and the uh, revealed message that John uh, is to share uh, that he has experienced, John says, when I heard this and I saw this, I fell down and worshiped. Y'all still here with me? It's right here in the text. Uh, He says, now I, John, verse 8, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship. But he fell down to worship before the feet of an angel who had showed him these things. And the angel said to him, don't worship me. I'm a fellow servant. I'm, 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 I'm your brethren uh, of those of the prophets and those who keep the words of this book. He says, worship God. And so what do we do while the Lord is on his way and understanding and hearing him saying, behold, I am coming quickly. We worship God. That's what we do. We worship God. If I were to tell you that God is coming next weekend, what do you do? A lot of folks would be running around doing this and doing that. No, no. Worship God. That, that, that's what you do. You, you, you start worshiping God. Matter of fact, you can make up for some of the worship you haven't gotten in. Lord, help us right here. I, I, I know you've got a timer on your worship, but if God is getting ready to come, if God says, I'm coming quickly, one of the best things you can do is start worshiping God. 
Help me, Lord. Matter of fact, in the midst of all the trouble that's happening in our world, in the midst of the, all the headache and the heartache, one of the things that's getting me through is worshiping God. Lord, have mercy. Because the more I worship him, the closer I get to him, and the closer I get to him, the less this stuff that's going on is bothering me. So I'm trying to help us this morning to understand, if you, if you want to prepare yourself for him coming, start worshiping God. He's the one that is worthy of worship. Now, John says, I, he began to worship because of what he had heard and what he had saw because the angel had showed him, uh, he had revealed to him who Jesus was in the fullness of who he was. And when he, when, when it was revealed, stay here with me, when it was revealed to him who Jesus was, he couldn't help himself but worship. Can I talk to somebody this morning? When God begins to reveal to you who he is by bringing you through by healing your body by blessing your bank account by keeping you employed by protecting your children by keeping your marriage when God begins to reveal to you that I'm bigger than cancer I'm bigger than a tumor I'm better than a doctor when God begins to reveal to you that I am the one who's supplying all your need I am the one who can sustain you when nobody else is around when God begins to reveal to you who he is and you begin to see the revealed God for who he really is I would suggest you worship God yeah worship God for who he is and for the fact that he's been revealed and John not only worships for the fact for what he saw and what I heard he began to worship God. When, when you hear that the Lord is coming quickly, when you hear that, that God's going to separate the wheat from the tares, when, when you hear that I'm not going to have to suffer always, when you hear that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, when you hear God saying that it shall be well, it might look like a mess right now, but I've got everything in control. When you hear God say, I, I'm going to make sure in the end you win, you worship God. That's what God does through the process of the book of Revelation. He lets everybody know it's going to be okay. In the end, you win. When you hear that, you ought to worship God. Matter of fact, um, every now and then when you are going through circumstances and uncontrollable stuff in your life, you ought to think about what you've heard and what you saw about God. And when you think of those things, start worshiping God. Worship God for who he is and worship God for what you've seen and what you've heard of him. Some of you have some, seen some things that only God can do. Any witnesses in the house? Anybody? Yeah. Amen. So you've got, you've got enough stuff you've seen. To keep you busy in worship. Amen, somebody. I I was having a conversation yesterday with one of my brothers. And he was um, sharing with me the the challenge that some folk have for getting up to come to an 8 o'clock worship service. Pray for me right here. And um, I was just trying to articulate in the nicest way I could. But I wasn't doing too great. That if God has done anything for you. Lord have mercy. If he could hang on the cross 
Lord, help me here. Until death could, could hold him. If he could stay up there and bleed for all those hours. If, if he could lay on a post and allow them to whip him all night long and be crucified on a cross, buried in a borrowed tomb because of my sin. You got the nerve to tell me I can't get up to worship him? But yet when the boss man says you need to come in early tomorrow, Lord have mercy. When the boss man says we need you to stay late, who I'm talking about the boss that ain't done nothing for you. The boss who paid no price for your salvation. The boss man, the, you know, the one who, who you think writes your paycheck. But just in case you didn't know, Jesus is the one who signs your paycheck. He's the one from whom all promotion comes. He's the supplier of all your need. If you don't believe what I'm saying, open up your Bible and find out that God is the one that's taking care of you. And if you can't worship the one who's taking care of you, you can't get up and... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Worship God when you hear he's coming, when you, when you realize who he is, and when you see who he is. John said, I began to worship God, but I need you to point out something here. I need you to point out, I need to point out something, that you need to make sure that, you, that your worship is properly directed. Okay? Because John makes the mistake of... When he hears and sees, because he's been on a journey, and the angel has taken him on this journey so that he might hear things that are going on in heaven, in heaven's future, and he might see things that are yet to come, and that he might, uh, uh, he might um, have the revelation, that he might really literally see the uncovering of fully who Jesus is. And so this angel has taken him on this journey, and when he gets to the end of this journey, John is so overcome with enthusiasm and excitement that this angel, which is a messenger, has, has revealed to him this message of who Jesus is and what is yet to come. John falls down and misdirects his worship towards the angel. I need to, I need to park right there for a moment. I, I need you to understand something. The messenger is important, but the messenger is not the one worthy of worship. Lord, help us here. I know you love your pastor, but the pastor is not worthy of worship. Lord, no, no. I'm just a messenger. I'm bringing a message that already was written. Amen. And it's a word that was already spoken by God. And as much as we love the pastor, and as much as you love your Sunday school teacher, and as much as you love the one who may help you understand the word of God and the, the very written of God, they're not the one who spoke the word. No, so the worship belongs to the word himself lord help us here and so because jesus is the word he is the only one worthy of worship now if you read through the book of revelation and if you haven't been so scary not to to read through it what you'll discover is there's this only one in heaven that's worthy of worship lord help me here and even as the books are unfolded and the seals are unleashed and and everything transpires what we all come to the ultimate conclusion is is that jesus is worthy of worship because he's earned the right to be worshipped. Y'all still here? And he's the only one. Nobody else in heaven is deserving of worship. And I know we got some angel worshipers and all that. You like angels flying around and all that stuff, but angels don't exist without him. So don't worship the creation. Worship the creator. What I'm in essence trying to tell you is take your worship up to a higher, holier, and heavenly level to the right 
person that you might worship the one who alone is worthy of worship. Jesus says, behold, I am coming quickly. Not the angels. No, I am coming quickly. And when I come, I'm the one that's going to get all the worship. And if you don't believe me, I know some folks are saying, well, I don't really believe Jesus. I don't believe in him. I, I just believe in God. And then I'm just, I got a whole sermon series for you for that. But, but just for this morning's purposes, the Bible says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. So even if you don't think you're going to worship him, you will worship him, whether you like it or not, whether it's voluntary or forced, you will worship him. Lord, help us here. And so I'm going to suggest to you that as Jesus is coming and he says, behold, I'm coming quickly. I'm going to suggest to us that the thing we need to do is worship God. Y'all still here? And worship God alone. The second thing in the text, and I I don't want to bore you. I'm trying to get you there. I really am. Uh, As I pick up from verse 10, I believe it is. uh, The Bible says here in verse number 10, it says, And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He is unjust. Let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. The second thing that I want to suggest to you that we need to do, understanding and realizing that he is coming quickly, is not only to worship God, but witness for God. Notice something in this text. In this text, the angel tells John after all that he has seen and all that he has been given to write down, he says, don't seal this book. Interestingly enough, from a prophetic examination of scripture, when you examine the prophecy of Daniel, in Daniel's prophecy, chapter 12, somewhere around verse 9, the Lord says to Daniel, seal the words of this prophecy. But here in John's case, the angel tells John, do not seal the words of this prophecy. Now, there's a reason for these two uh, paradoxical uh, statements regarding revelation of future events that are yet to take place. And that is the timetable for which they're going to be executed. Stay here with me. In Daniel's case, God tells Daniel, seal the words of this prophecy because the time is not yet. In other words, Daniel, I've given you those things that are yet to take place to write down. I've revealed to you uh, some, some, some things of the future, but now is not the time. So seal this book and later on it'll be opened up and people will understand That is, it is for their time, but it's not for this time. But in John's case, John's is told, do not seal the words of this book because the time of this revelation is right now. In other words, John, your text is imminent. It's right now. Behold, I am coming quickly. When the Lord says that, he is saying to John, John, this is 
imminent. This is, this is right before you. It's right now. The time is now. And so there's no need to seal this. And watch this. And if this word from God, this message from God, is that God is coming quickly and God says, don't seal it. That means I need this message to get out to everybody as quickly as possible. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.